Well, I've read the three other books you've got. If you considered stocking up your entertainment before your house kidnapped us both, I wouldn't be reading this. Again. Hi, I'm Lizzie Fluggs. I'm Ben McKenzie. Welcome to a side note. Not a footnote, a side note. Well, that's true. Thanks for agreeing to do this, Liz. It's a bit it's a bit of a weird ask, I know, but I just thought people might want to know a bit more about Night Terrace. We didn't really talk about it that much at the end of the last episode. Well, I would like to know more about Night Terrace, and I have actually prepared a list of questions, so oh. um, I hope you are ready to be mildly interrogated. Right. Well, let's hope so. I mean, I did write and perform in it, so hopefully that means I know a bit about it. All right. First question. What is Night Terrace? <laughs> Good question. So Night Terrace is a radio sitcom. It stars Jackie Woodburn, better known as Susan from Neighbours, as a woman named Anastasia Black, who used to save the world for a mysterious organization called The Department. And then she tries to retire. She moves into a little terrace house in suburban Melbourne, and the house suddenly starts traveling randomly through space and time, and she's trapped having adventures with this idiot sidekick named Eddie Jones, and later on, a woman named Sue. So this is what you do? What? Weird space stuff. Aliens being shot at. What I used to do. I'm retired. So why do you have a house that travels in space? I didn't know I did. I only just moved in. The real estate agent never mentioned it? Oh, you know what they're like. Okay, so there's a science fiction element which I think a lot of me can relate to. Um, So I'm just wondering, character-wise, can you tell us a little bit about who's in it and then who from your characters do you think could fit most seamlessly into the Discworld? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think... I think they could all fit in. I mean, they need a bit of tweaking to fit the more fantasy. No, they cannot atmosphere. be tweaked. They no. Be, they, can be, they have to be dropped in. Which one would survive the best? Oh, okay. Well, the main three characters are Anastasia Black, played by Jackie Woodburn, aka Susan Kennedy from Neighbours. You mean she's a ghost? There's no such thing as ghosts. Oh, good. I don't think I could have coped with that. She's a psycho-architecturally recorded freeform electromagnetic semi-sentience. Let's go back to the bit where she's not a ghost. Oh, it's like starting over with a new lab assistant. At least this time it's not because the old one died. Come on, I'll explain on the way. But what about the murder? Miss Baker's just getting to the big reveal. You stay away from her big reveal. I've seen the way you look at each other. Do you know where your grandparents came from? Somewhere in England? Or do I mean Britain? Why is it important? Never have sex in the past. You never know who might give you a terminal case of paradoxical non-existence. Now, come on! She's very no-nonsense. She's she's a little bit Granny Weatherwax-like, actually. I think she'd fit in quite well as a witch, but she's a witch who's tried to retire and been thwarted in her retirement. So I think that's how she'd fit in. My character, Eddie Jones, is kind of a gormless idiot, but well-meaning. I was only trying... I know what you were trying to do. What's the first rule of visiting alien civilizations, Eddie? Not to mess around with anything that looks... I can't hear you. Can you hear him, Sue? No. Not to mess around with anything that looks important. And how would you describe a giant glowing orange crystal in the centre of a pyramid? It was more like a trunk-headed dodecahedron. Don't you correct me. You are grounded, young man. What? You heard me. When this house lands next, you are staying inside. But... You're not my real mum. That's the pantry. I know that. I think he could easily be. He could easily be anybody. He he he'd almost certainly be in the high energy magic building uh, at the Unseen University. I think he'd be one of Ponder's mates. And then Sue Denham, who uh, joins, and she's a she's a bit more no nonsense, but she's also really glad to have gotten out of the department. She used to work at the department with Anastasia. We need to get out of this room. What the hell? So that device makes people agree with anything said near it, or or presumably said through it, 
Everything else around here seems perfectly normal and it's only hooked up to that one studio. But a device of that power, why would you waste it on a soap opera about cows? Not just any soap opera about cows. The Fletchers. So the Fletchers is effectively propaganda? Well, yeah, sort of. And this machine makes the propaganda more compelling. I guess farmers are really stubborn. But you wouldn't stop with farmers, would you? I wouldn't even start with them. This must be a test run. In theory, you could use this to make anyone do anything. This shouldn't be here. To be fair, we shouldn't be here either. But we need to do something about it. Shut it down. But it's always been here, so if we do something... But now... maybe we always came back but to stop it. But what if we it? change the future? But what if we are the future and by do not we doing have anything, the right we change to alter it? But we do have the right but not to. You can't to. change history, not one but line. But we become history every time we leave the house. But what if we were always going to be stuck in 1955 and by removing the thing that stops us from travelling in time and thereby continuing to travel, we undo the future history that we were destined not to create by not travelling? Hang on, I'll just open this door. We need to shut this down. I agree. Good. She's a bit gung-ho. I think she'd fit in really well in the City Watch, actually. She'd be a bit of an Anguo-like character. Yeah, she's got the guts for it. Can you tell us a little bit about behind the scenes? What's it like behind the scenes of a radio program? There's a lot of standing around uh, in front of microphones. It's a lot like recording a podcast, actually, except we tend to get... Well, first of all, it's scripted, so everybody's got a script. It's nice because you don't have to learn the lines. <laughs> but also uh, it's a bit hectic because you have to record things pretty quickly because it's, you know, we're operating on a pretty small budget. But we try to get everybody in the room together so you can see each other while you're performing, you can bounce off each other's performances. I don't know what it's like for other people, but I'm always imagining in my head what it would look like if it were real while I'm doing it. So mm. it's a real exercise in make-believe. For me, it's a little bit like recording a role-playing game where I'm like, okay, my, my character does these things and I'm imagining like the explosions and the space and the aliens, even though the person playing the alien voice sitting across from me looks like a regular human being. Trangoros has the unique distinction of being the universe's best leisure resort currently under attack. Yes, it is conveniently located next to shelling and explosions. You won't get that at Leisureland, Peter. But who's attacking you and why? Well, it's a funny story. But we don't exactly know. Don't know? No, because while our attackers have long-range missiles, tracking and guiding systems... We have many tennis courts. Many, many tennis courts. Some of which are on fire. This makes Tranquilos an excellent place to enjoy an afternoon of tennis, but not so good for determining exactly who's trying to kill us from space. And you don't have any defense shields? Any weapons? On Tranquilos, we have always believed that a smile and a handshake can overcome any ill will. Uh, until now, of course. Oh, yes. Until now. And what's one thing you wish people would know about the series? I'd like them to know that it is an, it's a proper narrative. You know, it is a, it is a sitcom, it is a comedy but we really try to put our heart into the stories as well as the jokes. And so I'd like to think that when you listen to it, it's not just, oh, here's some funny gags. It's like, oh, this story is actually kind of interesting. And it is very much in the mold of Doctor Who. So every episode is set in a different place in a different time and different. they meet different characters and different stuff happens. But that also means each episode is like a self-contained story with a beginning, a middle and an end. And we try to get some interesting sci-fi concepts and tropes in there every episode as well as the gags. So, yeah, I'd like people to, to understand that it's it's got stuff going on. It's a story as well as a bunch of jokes. And one final, final question. Are there poons or wordplay? Um, yes. Uh, yes, there are. <laughs> well, it turns out that once you've accepted a job here, it's very hard to resign. Yes, I know. In fact... Resignations here are always permanent. Yes. No, wait, hang on. <clears throat> the only way to resign is to retire. 
permanently. Yes, I get it. Oh, wait, I've got one. Where termination of contract is terminal. Have we finished now? No, no, I've got one more. Uh, where the retirement package is a coffin. No, that was crap. No, I don't think I've written too many puns. There's uh, not just thing as too many puns. Okay, true. Sorry, I, I misspoke. I mean, I don't think I've written many enough puns. puns. I haven't written enough puns. I'll put some more puns in season three, assuming we get to make it, of course. Excellent. Well, thank you for answering my questions. That's all right. Thank you. Thanks for asking those questions. And if you'd like to know more about Night Terrace, you can either go to the Night Terrace website, which is at nightterrace.com, where you find out everything you need to know. Or, and the reason why we're doing this right now, is that we are running a Kickstarter campaign to raise the funds to make a third season. We've made two seasons. They've been broadcast on the BBC. Um, we've had some nice reviews. We've won an award. We would love to make some more. We love making it, but also we want to pay the people who work on it and we want to pay them up front. We don't want to make them do it for free and then ask them to maybe get paid later. So we're trying to raise those funds in advance so we can pay everybody and pay for studio time and equipment hire and all that stuff that we need to do. We're trying to do that. It ends the morning of the 22nd of November in Australian time. Do check it out. There'll be a link in the notes for this little mini episode. Thank you. Thank you. Please support this campaign so that we can make more Night Terrors. It's what Susan would do. Probably.